I've been told by everybody up on this roof that they're all off the roof. I am on the roof of Exposure 4. Got fire through the roof of the fire building in the entire rear section. Welcome back to Old School. I'm Chief Rick Lasky, along with my buddy Chief John Salka. And John, we, you know what? we So far, uh, we've been getting some great feedback. We appreciate all the people that have been listening and downloading this. Um, again, share it with your friends. Uh, we, we said it, you know, one of our previous shows. It's just us talking shop, having have, having a good time like we do with you when we see at conferences. But you and I, you, you were just talking about, you brought something up about about people in your life and your career that have had an impact on you. And I immediately started thinking of my mentors as well. And you and I actually did a show years ago, um, one of our command post shows. And, and we started talking about the people who have made a difference in our careers, our mentors. And we're going to do another show later. And I've got my Mentor Monday program coming out, the video series with Fire Engineering, but um, with Mentor Monday. But we started talking about the people in our lives. that, And you, you kind of sometimes... As you're talking, you'll throw a name out there. And I was working with this guy. I had this guy for an officer. And I know, I know the back matter. I know the stories on that and the impact those guys have had on your life and your career. And and I said, I've said it in classes with us before, you have as well. None of us have gotten where we're at without the help of other people. We, you know, add our talents, our individual talents for all the firefighters and officers out there, but other people especially your mentors have helped you, whether you realize it or not, have helped you get to where you're at. And and you mentioned, you, I, we, we went to, to Chief Joe Dees uh, when he does the Memorial the Symposium, and, and, and you can talk about Joey Dean a little bit here in a second. Um, that Friday night, I've said it, the Friday night before the conference, where they, he gets up there and everybody gets up to the point and tells stories. I told uh, Joe Downey, Chief Ray's, Ray's son, uh, Joe Downey, uh, you know, uh, rescue chief, um, and the FDNY, I leaned over, I said, why are we not filming this? There's not, none of the stories are like about stuff you can't repeat. Bad, right. and, oh my God. And, 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 oh God, the chief. The likes of Tom Kennedy and, and, and. Talk about Tom, I've heard yep. you mention Tom yep. Kennedy umpteen times. Oh, yeah. Talk about yeah. Tom Kennedy and your life. And your, I mean, I mean, what I want to say first is, you know, the, the word mentor. We use, the, we, we, we use the word mentor and we throw it around all the time. And it's a well-recognized word now. Uh, but but years ago, when we first started, 40 years ago, the, the, we really didn't use that term. There wasn't a concept of mentoring, but it was still really going on in a big way. You know, it was really just a one-on-one relationship that people had with each other, with their officer, maybe with their junior firefighter, maybe with the officer or, or a senior firefighter on their shift. But uh, you're right. Uh, I, 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 write about, I write about them. I drop names when I'm writing my article on the back page of Firehouse Magazine, and I, and I drop names when I'm doing, you know, spiels on the lecture circuit we're doing it here again and and i love doing it i don't mean dropping names like you know like like a slang term but i love mentioning the names of the people that, I, that have had a positive effect on me in my career because it brings them right back to me it brings them it's, it's like i'm sitting next to them again you know and, and and we just mentioned 
Tom Kennedy. Tom Kennedy was a captain of 56 truck. Um, can I can I say something real quick? Yes. When I saw him at the Joey D seminar, I, I, you know, I don't get giddy about, around many people. I told you, Charlie Pride, you know, the famous country singer sitting next to me on the airplane, and Bruce Crandall, Colonel Bruce Crandall, Medal of Honor recipient from We Were Soldiers, the helicopter pilot. I have to tell you, I was a bit, I was a bit giddy when I saw him. I was like, you know, it's wow. like Field of Dreams. Yep. That's Smokey Joe Wood. That's Joe Joe Wood. That's you know. I was like, I felt like I had to control myself. I said, God, people are gonna look at me thinking I'm a geek. It was like royalty. But it's so true. And, 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 and I he must would tell never, you, he would never say that. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. The good and, ones and, don't. And I just started to say Tom was it was the was the captain of the fifty six truck, but he was much more than that, and he went on to be a a very well-known and well-respected battalion chief in the 16th battalion and, and on to be a deputy as well. Uh, Tom's retired today, and as I said, he's got a, got a stellar career. And, and I can't tell you how many folks he, he mentored, short-term, long-term. Pe- pe- now, I, I, worked, I actually worked with Tom very little. As a covering lieutenant, when he was a battalion chief in the 16th battalion, I worked with him a couple of times. I, I almost had a couple of... Uh, Run-ins with him, let's say, when he was running fires, and I was in a, I was in a squad, and we were trying to get some work <laughs> and stuff like that. But, but Tom Brennan was one of them. That, uh, Tom Brennan, Tom Kennedy was one of those guys. We'll talk about Tom Brennan later. Uh, that he just knew what he was doing. He had a great reputation. He was in all the busy places when they were busy, and you just can't buy that. You just can't go to the fire supply store and buy ten years of experience in a truck or a rescue or a battalion in the FDNY or any other department. And as I said, he, he was one of those guys that I encountered when I went north, when I went up to the Bronx and when I went up to Harlem. Years earlier, I was downtown Manhattan in 11 Truck, which we've mentioned in previous shows, on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. It was, it was a pretty tough captain there, Ronnie Hanson. And I'm not going to call Ronnie Hanson one of my mentors. Ronnie Hanson was a pretty tough guy. Um, you know, I hate to say that he, that he wasn't a well-liked guy, but, but he was a pretty tough guy. Let's leave it at that. Um, and, I, and I even learned some stuff from him. You know, and then when he left, Jack Doherty came. Jack Doherty became the captain of 11 Truck. And boy, oh boy, I, I could put a picture of him on a wall. And there is a picture of him on a wall at my house. A nice group shot of he, <laughs> he, he as the captain. I was a firefighter at the time. And Vinnie Romeo, who was the captain of the engine at the time. And, in, fire com- in the Fire Command International Headquarters? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. But uh, <laughs> like I said, we start mentioning the names of these people. Like Pete Lund, who was my lieutenant in Rescue 3. And... and all sorts, of, and even back to Mineola. I was a volunteer firefighter at Mineola, and I, and I had some Marty Dauber. Marty Dauber was my captain in two truck in the Mineola Fire Department. I can see Marty's face. I can hear Marty's voice. Salka, get on the rig. We got to run. And I see him climbing onto that onto the tractor of the tiller rig in Mineola, and I, and I was jump, jumping on the back. And all of them, and, and I'm not even getting into the Joe Callens who were, who were chiefs and you know helped helped train me for promotion and and broke me into the field. And Joe Callen was a pretty what straight did you like, shooter. What did you like the most about him, though? Well, what I liked the most what did about you admire the most. Them, if if I had to put all of them together and say the single thing that I liked the most about all of them, and it's the same thing is, they knew what they were doing. They were all professionals and they knew their job. They Nobody took care was, of the guys. That's right. You know what? Well, and isn't isn't knowing what you're doing, isn't being a professional, isn't being well-trained, isn't that taking care of your guys? Yeah. Even guys that aren't the funniest, friendliest guys in the world, if you know that they know what they're doing, you'll follow them, you'll stay with them, you'll stick with them, you won't get hurt, you know, for the most part. So the single factor that, that I would say all of my mentors had was they all knew cold, cold what they were doing. And you mentioned Tom Brennan, and, and it's still, it's been a couple years now, 
I still have a wrap my arms around the fact. I'm, it's overwhelming still that I, I, honored isn't even an appropriate word that I received the Tom Brennan Lifetime Achievement Award. And where I'm going with this is not to mention that as much as when Diane, Diane Rothschild from Fire Engineering interviewed me and, and one of her questions was, how did you get into instructing? How did you get into teaching? I've mentioned this in class before with us. You know, what, what got you going? And, and, and I said, I used to sit in classrooms as a young firefighter in the 80s and watch who became my mentors and idols. I would watch Jack McCaslin, Chief Jack McCaslin from Oaklawn, Illinois, Big Mac, a decorated combat Vietnam vet Marine, should be dead for what he went through in Vietnam, a hero, okay? A, an incredible firearm commander, a firefighter's fire chief, like the Schwarzkopf of the fire service. I mean, and I would I would watch Mac and, and I'd go, and I'd watch, first of all, his command presence was incredible. Nothing shook him. Like we talk about Jay Jonas, Chief Jay Jonas, not, just nothing shook him. And that carries over to the next guy, Chief Eddie Enright. Eddie was a captain when I met him on 98 Engine in Chicago where his dad and grandpa, right there at 202 East Chicago at the base of the John Hancock building. You've talked so much oh. about both of those guys. <laughs> I feel like I know them. Eddie, an old, an old SS1, Snorkel Squad 1 guy. Oh, my God, what another incredible it just And I, I would watch them and Tom Freeman. Tom's the chief in Elmhurst, Illinois. I can't remember not knowing Tom. Tom, Tom. Oh, my God. Tom's helped me through some really rough times in my life and my career. And we mentioned it in our, in our books. And I would watch them teach, John. I would watch them. And, and, and I'd be sitting. We, they can't see it because this is a podcast, I, a recording. I, I'd be sitting on the edge of my seat. And Mac could be talking about fire behavior. He had this talent where he could talk about subjects that other people would bore you to tears. He made, he just, God, he had a way. And I, I admired, I'd look around the room and I saw young firefighters like me hanging on to every word. And the impact that those guys were having, those young firefighters, I said, I want to do that. I want to be, I want to have that kind of impact. It's not an ego thing. I don't want it for that. I want to have that kind of an impact. And it was, so it was, it was the Jack McCassons, the Eddie Enrights, the Tom Freemans, Tommy Shavino, Tommy Shavino, you met Tommy Shavino, retired from Oklahoma as a division chief there. Tommy's energy, little Italian guy. Tommy's passion for the fire service, his passion for sharing his knowledge. He's another guy to talk about that I adore. I love Tommy Shavino. Tommy's whole My Saw story, that whole thing. Yeah. We'll talk about that later on with ownership and stuff like that. Tommy Shavino. And, and then I had Ray Hoff, best man at my wedding, you know, for Jamie and I. His wife, Barb, was my wife's maid of honor, Ray. The, the, the traits that they had, and, and I guess it all goes back to kind of what you talked about your bosses, you know, your boss and your mentors, same, same, is they just wanted to make a difference in firefighters' lives. They weren't in it for the glory. They could give a shit. They could, they could give a darn about accolades and all. If you saw them... They were just, they just, uh, right. you know. I They're regular guys. I Eddie, mean, nobody's going to a 11 truck to be the captain like Jack Doherty for, for, for fame. Yeah. There's no fame down there. It's a crappy old neighborhood in downtown Manhattan at the time, and oh. you know, that's what you're saying. And Matt, I, I told you this years ago at FDIC, Mac and Eddie walked in and sat in the back of my room for pride and ownership. And I, 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 just, I said, I'm going to say the normal stuff I say. I'm going to talk about how I love them and what they've done for my career. And I got done talking about both of them, and I said, oh, by the way, just a coincidence, they're sitting right there. And they got a standing ovation. The entire group got up immediately, and, and, and they're like, now Eddie was a soldier in Vietnam with the 1st Infantry, the big red one. So you've got two, two veterans that love the job. Love, love, love the job. And, they, and again, 
you got Tommy Trevino, you got Ray Hoffman, and all these other people. My my career that that I've that I've run across that have made a difference in my life, and and the one common theme on my end, John, was they just want to make a difference in people's yep. lives. They just yep. want they just want to make a difference. They want to make you a better firefighter. Uh, another thing I want to mention is because if you're listening, it may sound like we're just talking about officers and chiefs and bosses, and and we're not. Uh, again, when I was in 11 Truck on the Lower East Side, Richie Bardo was was the senior man. He was the chauffeur of And we've Truck. talked about the importance of the senior firefighter. Absolutely. When it comes, yeah. We both don't know that. that. That's around the whole country. Every fire department realized the, the value of the senior man or the senior firefighter. But Richie Bardo was the senior man in, in my company when I was working on my shift. And boy, oh boy, did I, I had a great attraction to him. I listened to every word he said. I had come from a pretty slow company, and I transferred into that, 11 Trucks, which was a pretty active that's company. That's not the guy who asked to borrow your or Halligan, is it, or is that another oh, guy? Oh, gosh, yes, it is. It is. Yes, he, it is, and it wasn't so, a Halligan, so, it was a hook. So you lent him your hook, oh, huh? let, me tell, let me tell the story now that you mentioned it. <laughs> you know, we got to add some humor into, into the story here once in a while, into the show. So one time we were on a Lower East Side, again, I mentioned 11 Truck. A lot of vacant buildings down there when I was there. It was, it was a... A lot of fires, a lot of them were vacant buildings, but we got our experience that way. Anyway, one, one day we were on the upper floor of a vacant building and pulling ceilings and overhauling, and Richie was in there and I was in there. And, and Richie says to me, hey, give me, give me a hook. I said, what do you need, Richie? I got the hook. What do you need? No, 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 too many guys in here. Just, just pass it in. Richie, I'm not, passing, I'm not passing my hook into you. Please tell me. Because, of course, I've been told, not once, but a thousand times, don't, don't give ever up, give up your don't tool. Don't give up right? your tool. So... Just give it to me for one second. I'll give, and I made the mistake. I, I handed my six-foot hook over to Richie Bardo through the doorway into the room that he was in. He takes the hook. He didn't have it for a moment. And he threw it out the back window. And he <laughs> How threw, many floors? Oh, I think four floors. He threw it out the back window. And then went my hook out the back window. And he just looked right back at me. He didn't say a word. And, of course, I had to turn, tell the lieutenant, I'll be right back. And, you know, but he was laughing. I had to go bump, 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 oh, all the way down, down the stairway, out the front door, out the front door. <laughs> All the chiefs are out there, the fire's wrapping up, run around the backyard, pick my hook up, come back. It was quite embarrassing. I never, ever, ever forgot it. But that was a kind of a lesson but, that a senior firefighter can, can, can give to a young firefighter. About not giving up your tools. It'll yep. also explain later why you don't do that. Right. You know? right. and, and, it, and you mentioned that, and I have to say this, because I remember at a, being at a fire in Coeur d'Alene, and we're picking up and leaving, and one of our mutual aid companies was Hayden. They became Northern Lakes later, and the chief, was our good friend, Chief Jeff Welch. Oh. Um, Jeff, uh, very sadly, um, passed away recently. And uh, uh, healthy, hardworking, great shape, non-smoker. Great, great guy. Ended up with cancer. And um, you want to talk about a mentor as a firefighter and as an officer. When I first met him at the University of Illinois Fire Service Institute, he was with the Urbana Fire Department down over near Champaign-Urbana, and or Urbana-Champaign. Um, and the first time I ever taught with him, John, in the essentials program, the basics, right? From that point on, I always asked to be in his group because he's another one who I watch and I watch the students line up and want to be around him and be in his group. And when you said about the tools, I remember we're leaving. We had a structure fire. We're picking up and we're standing next to our buggies. And, and his Halligan and stuff. And one of his guys came over just to be nice. Hey, Chief. He goes, don't you ever touch my tool again. Because I'm like, holy cow. He's like, no. And he goes, I'll explain it to him later, Rick. And I'm like, and, and I, I, I didn't want to leave this show without talking about, we're talking about mentors, we're talking about people in our lives that have made a difference in our lives. And Jeff Welch, not only in my life, 
taught for us at FDIC for years, especially in the live burn program with Greg Fisher. Um, what, what, what another great human being, what another great, great guy. And I already miss him. You were there at FDIC when he came up a couple years ago, yeah. handed me a personal, like, 10-page letter he wrote me. And he told me in his letter, he says, I just want to give this to you because I'm, I'm not going to see you again. And I'm like, and I start crying. It hurt, it hurt. I was like, oh, my God. And But at least I got to say goodbye. And, and even towards the end, I got to send him text messages that Sue, his wife, would read to him. But another great, another selfless firefighter, you know, slash eventually company officer, slash eventually chief, that gave so much of himself to others. Just like the guys we're talking about. We talked about Lisa. Lisa up in Vaughn, Canada, one of our go-to people. You've talked about Angel from Niagara Falls, yep. uh, Miles, yep. uh, um, you yeah, know, his daughter. Yeah. And here, here, here's, here's a couple female captains that... We always send our female new firefighter students to them. Right. Going, you know what? You want a good mentor? It's like Angie Hughes, president of Women in Fire now. Right. Angie Hughes, captain of Baltimore County. Her husband's a captain as well. Another one, I'm like, go see Angie. You want another great role model. There's another person. Their father down the road, they've already forged their care, way through it. That's right. That's and right. Then, you know what? They're another one that doesn't care. They don't want the pants. You know what? They. We've said it before about Tom Brennan, and I said it. You know, that, that year at FDIC, he always had time for you, John. Yeah. He always, you walked the hallway, he always had time for you. He didn't have people pushing him along. And, and not know, for so, us. And not for us. Not for Rick Lasky and John Strangers Talker. in the for hallway. Some, for some guy from, like you said, Mudflap, Texas, walk up to him. He would stop and engage that young firefighter for the same 10 or 15 minutes as he would a guy that he did And you've heard this phrase, like, forever. Well, about certain people that they they never met a stranger. Right. He never met a firefighter that was a stranger. And you know, Tom was Tom could be tough. Tom was a pretty oh. tough cookie. You better believe and it. He was. Especially the later at night it was. You know. He's another <laughs> guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's another guy. He's another guy. I wish I could have worked for him, but he's he's another guy. The impact he had. I remember when I did Pride and Ownership, the keynote, and I did it. I did it at FDIC. Then they had me do it at FDIC West, and I'm on a roll and I'm doing my thing and I look out. And in the in the front row is Tom Brennan. It was and I, John, I froze. I had the tape. I froze. I looked out there and I went, "Holy God!" Chief Tom Brennan is sitting in the front row, and and I'll, I'll never forget this. I'm like, and I did. I fr I actually froze on the stage, and I was on a roll. And he did this. You can't see this. He took folks. He took his fist. He took his fist. He looked at me and kind of tilted his head and winked. And he, he pounded his heart like, you're 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 doing it to me right here. And I got I was in I was back on a roll. I'm like I can't believe one of my idols went. You're getting to me, kid. That kind of thing. It's like your your boss, Pete Gancy, after the first FDS FDIC Pride Notice talk, Jack Jack Murphy, good old Jack, goes, hey, come here, come on back in the back room here, the back hallway. Someone wants to talk to you. What? I just come on. I go back there. And here's Chief Pete Gancy, highest ranking uniform member of New York City Fire Department, wanted to meet me. He says, you know what? We need more people. Do we need more people with this pride? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, Chief, you're right, you're right. And I'm like, thank you, sir. He goes, no, no. We need guys, there's guys in a job now. Don't take care. And I'm like, he goes, we need more bosses. We yeah. need more bosses that are going to make their guys appreciate this damn job. And I'm yep. like, yep. yes, yes, Chief. I'm like, oh. What am I doing back here? And I've got that picture still today. Stand next to him, beaming. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, so I guess for me, like I said, I'll say it again. I'm sorry. The common theme was, 
I, I guess I love, I used to say it, I love hanging with the people I hang with, like yourself, you're my best friend, but all the other guys we hang with, because they love the fire service so much that you can't help but admire them. Right. You know, the passion thing, they're so passionate. Again, I guess everybody has an ego somewhat. They're not, they're not those people. When I think of the ego freaking maniacs that are instructors or fire chiefs out there, I go, oh, oh my God, these guys are, they don't even, they're not even the same hemisphere as those guys. They don't, they, you know what, they just, God, they just want to make a difference in the firefighters' lives through their articles and their teachings and, and, uh, oh, and, just. And both having mentors and, and then again, being a mentor. Sometimes you and I, you know, we'll get a phone call or, or a visit in the hallway during a convention or Maybe an email saying, hey, Chief, you know what? I was at a couple of your classes or I was at your last company officer academy or wherever the encounter was saying, you know what? And, and, and the, stuff you, the stuff you talked about, the issues you brought up or some of the things that I realized maybe I had been ignoring and I, I, I think I turned the page. I'm feeling like a much better off. And I usually feel good. I, I, don't, I don't go put that on my bulletin board or post that on my Facebook page, <laughs> but I just feel good. Yeah, I'm so humble. <laughs> yeah, I'm so humble and honored. Really? You're posting a picture of your little plastic award they gave you? Great, but isn't it great to get a little comment like that or a phone oh. call or a little message saying, hey, thanks for the time, thanks for spending 15 minutes with us, and, and we're doing much better now. Let's, you know? let's finish with two. Let's finish with two. You've heard me in class, and if he's listening, I love you, pal. I love you, boss. The best company officer I have ever, I'm not trying to insult anybody, the best company officer I've ever worked for in my entire life, head and shoulders above Lieutenant Bill Allen from Bedford Park. I love that man. And you know, it's one of those things when you're a young, smart-ass punk or dumb-ass firefighter, whatever, that, I was both of those, all right, being Italian and Polish, right? Ha-ha. You don't even realize how good you got it and what a great, and, and there was times I go, God, Rick, you were working for the best of them, and you didn't take advantage of it all the time. He was a great boss, and, and, I, and I say this like you talk about, and I'm going to ask you about your guy in a second here. I, I, you know who I'm talking about with you. I used to get so excited, I'd run inside and leave shit in my car. Yeah. I'd forget to go. Bill Allen, he knew he could get me to re-engage. He could get me out of a bad mood. He had my back. He trained. He was the first one to do stuff to guy. You know, and I've said before, I was blessed to work for Lieutenant Bill Allen at Bedford Park. I love the man. I love the guy. Once in a while, he'll reach out to me on Facebook and go, nice. proud of you, kiddo, and all this. And I'm like, it, it makes my whole, I get all emotional. I'm like, that's Bill Allen. Finish yeah. talking about your yeah. guy. Yeah. Finish talking about your guy. Pete Lund was my boss in Rescue 3. Pete had a great career in the FDNY. He was a firefighter in Rescue 2. Eventually became a lieutenant. Got a spot in Rescue 3, stayed there for several years, certainly the years that I was there. Eventually he left and went back to 2 as a lieutenant and stayed there for several more years and retired out of there. Pete was a great, excellent boss that really knew the job and really loved the job. Taught so much to guys like me and John Norman and, and, and Jay Jonas and Nick Giordano. And I could go on and on and on with a list of, of great young firefighters who loved the job and got into Rescue 3 early in their careers when Pete was still there. And it was the same thing. Pete... Pete wasn't there for the accolades, for the parade, or nothing else. He was in a volleys at home. He would bring his volley fire car to work once in a while. I'd see it. I was like, all right, Pete's working tonight. That made the whole night. That made the whole night. You know? And you used and to say it's like somebody, it's like, like you found a $100 bill in the parking lot. On the way into the firehouse. That's right. That's how good it made you feel, you know? And Pete, unfortunately, Pete's been gone for a long time now. Pete, Pete, Pete died you know, in the line of duty, believe it or not, after retiring from the FDNY in his volunteer company, fighting a house fire. He came out. He wasn't feeling well. His boy was there with him. His boy's now a lieutenant, and uh, not in the FDNY, but, but down south. 
and uh, they, they couldn't save me. A witnessed a witnessed heart attack, and I couldn't save him. And uh, it was just and, and just you know what? You said loss. something I want to just comment on before we're done here. You said he's gone, but he's not. But he's because not. we talk about him in every class. When I'm not with you, I talk about him. In other classes, I talk about my buddies. And I know Bill Allen like I worked with him, and I never met him. <laughs> and I never met him. And, and, and I want to bring one more point up that you mentioned that I think is a valid point for the listeners is, you know, appreciate and pay attention to the bosses that you have. And every one of them is not going to be a buddy. Every one of them is not going to be a friendly guy that jokes around with you. And I'm not saying a guy that does is a bad boss. But you, you probably are going to be working for a good boss that you might not realize until you, you're not with him anymore. You know, a rank lady will say, you know what? Holy cow, that guy was great. I thought he was just a tough, you know, a tough guy and, you know, pretty strict about the rules. Turns out he was a great boss. Boy, am I glad I was there. Sometimes it takes you a couple of years to realize that after the fact. So, you know, if, if you pay a little more attention to what you're doing now, you know, maybe you'll realize it before you leave or before somebody retires that, that you've been blessed to work with a good crew or a good senior firefighter or a good officer. Like I just said, I was so, I was, there's no other better, there's not a better word. I was blessed to work with Lieutenant yeah. Bill Allen. So you know what, folks? Hey, here, here's here's just my little tidbit for you. Go out and make a difference. Go out and be be the kind of officer you, the mentor, the officer that you loved working for. You don't have to imitate them. Don't don't we talk about do it your way and all that? Like is in our leadership book. We're not talking about that. We're talking about taking those traits for them and snapping them all over yourself, little bits and pieces to make you a better boss or a better senior firefighter. You know, go out there, make a difference in the lives of your firefighters. And, and like we both talk about, the, the, the consistent thing that among both all the people we talk about is, all they want to do is make a difference in firefighters' lives. Right. Go be that kind of firefighter. Make a difference. Be passionate. And you know what? Hey, it's all going to fall out into a great way. And you, one day you're going to look back and go, you know what? All, all kidding aside, I, I, I made a difference. Right. I made Absolutely. a difference. Absolutely. Well, hey, that wraps up another version of Old School. Well, well yeah. Another one. Um, you know, we give our emails all the time. I'm at chieflasky at gmail.com. I'm Chief John Salka at gmail.com. And, folks, we never end any of our shows without a very important phrase, and that is never forgetting means never forgetting. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. God bless you. Be careful. <laughs>